Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, track time with a D8, blink to take a snapshot, and we want to kill reptilian Margaret Thatcher. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KickCast, the show where we go out and we find projects and let you know if we should backtrack or sack them. I almost called this a project. Um, I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and joining me is a man, not only is he an expert in educating the, the youth of our future and creating video production, I learned over the past two weekends, he also is good with a hammer, the one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, my friend? I am so good with a hammer. I do all kinds of projects and things, and I fix stuff, and I hit stuff. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, the, the reason I mentioned that is because I... Uh, I noticed your DIY project with the carpet and the new flooring, and I was like, that's pretty snazzy right there. I don't even it know was, where to start with that. It was. It was one of those days that was like, hey, we should go get some new carpet. So we went and priced it out and waited for the phone call, and they called us and said, $400, new carpet. And it's like this very small bottom of the house L shape. And we looked at each other and said, I bet we could do it cheaper. So we just dove in, ripped it out, and put it in our own like peel and stick tile looks beautiful. We're happy. And we saved like 300 bucks. Yeah. And now the little fur barrel will have to go find another yes. bathroom to use. Yes. And that's exactly why we pulled out that, that carpet is because this little rascal right here. <laughs> Hello? Look at the green light. She's like, I green- don't do anything. I don't do anything. Can't She's guilty. Me. She's so guilty. <laughs> hey, now go back to sleep. So, so what do we got today? We got oh, some, good, yeah. some good news. So if this is your first time for watching the show, welcome. And uh, before we actually jump into projects and we got some awesome projects today. One that I'm excited to explain to Drew. Yes, uh, I can't wait. Um, we have some news. Um, so we've mentioned multiple times about Arrow and Indiegogo partnering up with each other, right? Yes. And w- what's interesting about it is like every time we hear news, that partnership seems to grow and grow. Because it used to be Arrow was just backing projects. And then they partnered up with Indiegogo. So you could actually start a whole program through Arrow for Indiegogo. And mm. now they've actually stepped it up another um, level is they are, they announced that they are doing flash funding, which means they're going to go pick randomly projects that are, that qualify for their aero program that Indiegogo has right now and award them a one-time cash reward. Um, to, oh, wow. So the sum of what they're going to do in October is they're going to give away a million dollars in flash funding, in flash funding. Um, so what's really cool about that is it's actually this week, they actually did their first one. So they're going to do it a couple times. Um, and the first one is actually for Cordbot, and they just donated them $25,000. Do they push that into their campaign or do they give them? Right. Cause, cause they are actually, I believe they're still, uh, they're still, they're still, uh, crowdfunding right now. Um, so you just got an extra amount of money so what you can do is if i remember right you just need to apply for uh, that's not the it's an indiegogo now yeah it's always interesting that everybody does this now they do in demand at indiegogo but you look they just boosted it up for cordbot um what's really cool too about this cordbot project is when i looked them up they're not going overseas for the production no all of the circuit boards are being made in the guy's garage he actually went out bought the like machines what? and stuff to do it what <laughs> and is producing every single one of his boards for that midi controller that he's doing in his garage so that way he can personally oversee the quality control of it wow so what is cordbot's a midi controller but it looks like it has like 
chords and pianos and yeah it's 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 just so like i mean you can use MIDI controllers for pretty much everything, but he, this one's specifically geared to making like different kind of like synth music and everything. So you have uh, all the tools in this one one set that you can do. But um, it's wow. it's really cool. They're going to be, I believe, they're actually going to do it two or three more times in the month of October. So you have a chance to apply if you're on Indiegogo. See if you can qualify for the Arrow Indiegogo program, and you're randomly will be in the consideration of getting you know just cold hard cash. <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine just somebody saying what you're doing and being like, "Yeah, I like this guy. Here's twenty five grand." Yeah. Yay! What? That's I, awesome. Come on, Drew. Everybody loves you. Somebody's probably done that to you before. No, no, no. As much love as I get, I never had twenty five. I just, I don't believe that. You're just being humble now. <laughs> well, let it be so. Let it be as you say. <laughs> or at least, if somebody hasn't done it yet, they better get on it because they're falling right. behind the eight ball. Uh, all right so on to our next um news story this is an interesting one so as we uh, as as most people know when you crowdfund on most of these sites money is not collected from you as a backer until the end of the project right right and drew you've been on the other side and have you seen this problem sometimes where people will back something and then you know depending on how long a project goes it could be a month two months later their address is wrong they got a new credit card and they go in to grab that money and it's automatically rejected. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then so, sure, your Kickstarter page or your Indiegogo page says you got funded, but you're short thousands of dollars because of these rejected yep. um, payments and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so what Indiegogo announced is now, in partnership with Stripe, they actually can accept credit cards straight up. And what's different from what it used to be is it won't it will collect it right when you donate. So that way the project creator knows how much money they're going to have at the end of the project. Ah. Uh, so it's a, like, yeah, it's a little bit different than um, before where it used to be. I think PayPal held all the money in escrow and then it took all that time to clear and what, whatnot and get through. Uh-huh. Um, were you, do you think this is a good or a bad thing? I think it's good for, fun, for, for campaign people, you know, for project developers project runners i think this makes a good good sense because being able to have that money counted for not have to wait for that processing time because even when your project closes you may not have liquid capital to run with for seven ten sometimes 15 days or more and then and then you have all those issues of cards not going through or not being able to to connect or moving address so to be able to have a, a chunk of money ready to go right away i think is probably great for a campaigner sure yeah, um, I'm excited, but it's one thing to keep aware of if you're so used to it collecting later. Um, that if you do on Indiegogo, keep and pay attention to how you're actually paying because they may just take the money right then and there. And if you don't, you know, credit, you might hit your credit limit Watch or something it. like that. So, yeah, yep. keep Watch it. And then sometimes I'll do that. I will look for my like, I'll look at a project I love, and then I'll look at okay, closes in ten days. I'll get paid in eight days. It'll be you know, it'll be a good time to pull money. Mm-hmm. So yes, good thing to pay, point that out. <laughs> yeah, so. That is kind of all the news. It's kind of been a slow week for crowdfunding. Um, Fig turned a year so or year old, so congrats for Fig. And Wasteland 3 is going to become a thing because it just did gangbusters. Um, ah, yeah. But we'll go into our Twitter, uh, our kick shouts, which are our Twitter-length shout-outs to different projects and stuff. Um, I saw, I've saw i backed um, Steve King's older projects, like he did the hand stylus for the iPad, one of my favorite uh-huh. styluses to use for the iPad. Um and he has a new project, and it's called the Float Shelf, and it is actually a shelf for tapered-edged iMacs. Drew, I know you actually just barely got a couple of new iMacs. 
Um, Did and they were tapered edged IMAX. Yeah, have you have you ever had that problem when where you're like, man, there's a lot of just empty space behind the iMac that I, you know, maybe we could put something there and stuff. So what the float shelf is is a little shelf that you just attach. You just slip it onto the to the stand of the iMac, and boom, you got a shelf that you could use to organize and display stuff. Oh, on the backside, so yeah. it gives you some pretty straightforward too. It doesn't, I, as far as I know, I don't think it requires screws or anything. You just slip it on, and it holds up there. Wow. Bam. Done. Interesting. What do they run? I mean, it's obviously made out of the same like machine metal and it's really sexy, but Yeah, it's made out of aluminum and I think it they had a picture of it holding up one of those cement bricks. Oh wow, so, yeah. So yeah, make so, sure if you guys have an iMac, make sure you guys go check it out on Kickstarter. It's called the Float Shelf, the ultimate shelf for tapered edge iMacs by Steve King. Super cool guy. I've actually talked to him before um at CES and He's he's just this regular guy saying, "Yeah, I I needed something like this, so I made it." Nice, that's cool. And especially if you like my my machines push back into the back corner, so I store like hard drives back there. But I love that some of these things that he is pushing on the back that he's showing off are like more um, artsy. You know, like if you had your computer facing you yeah. and you had a back of a you know, a you know outside just, of your desk. Yeah, you know, one of those fancy open office. Setups yep. and stuff, you know. I could see Steve totally doing that and putting his action figures there. Yes, yes, very cool. All Love right, it. so now I am excited because we're going to our first projects. Um, and so I asked you this before we started. You have never seen the movie Iron Sky. No, it does not ring a bell. I have not seen it. All right, so let me give you the um, background on the original movie Iron Sky. It is actually about. So in World War II, there was a group of Nazis that actually built a rocket and flew to the dark side of the moon where they have been living there until now. Um, the Nazis have been living there yes, until now. on the dark side of the moon where no one could see them. And um, when it came out in 2014, the Nazis decided they had built this huge spaceship army and stuff and decided to invade Earth. So they just came back from outer space. Yes, from outer space. Um Sounds super ridiculous, and believe me, the movie is so ridiculous, but it, that's why it's awesome. It's so ridiculous and over-the-top that it's just kind of a fun experience to watch, you know? Kind of like okay. snakes on a plane. Right, right, okay. okay. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm kind of surprised you haven't seen it, because yeah. it's like... And it doesn't feel like they just filmed it with a handy cam in someone's backyard, either. It like had full CG effects, and it, you know, it looked like a polished movie, which I just loved. Um, okay. So... Obviously, it, it actually did become super popular, you know, a cult hit everywhere. And they actually did a crowdfunding project to make the sequel, Iron Skies 2. Oh. Um, and, it's, and that's called The Coming Race. Um, that actually did super, super well also in crowdfunding. Um, but what happened was they used up all their money to, you know, because this one, this one is about, um, a lot of the world leaders actually were shape-shifting reptiles that move into the center of the earth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this gets good. Yeah. Um, and they used a lot of their they, – they used most of their budget to make the movie and do some of the other scenes. So they didn't have this scene. They had this scene where actually reptilian Margaret Thatcher dies, but they had to cut it out because they didn't have the money to CG it and make everything go. So they actually launched another crowdfunding project to raise only $25,000 this time to actually get the scene put back into the movie and pay for all the CG and all the f- nice stuff so it doesn't look really cheap. Um, oh. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. So that this is this is somewhat like it's they made they made the sequel and they wanted to have this scene in there. Couldn't afford to put it in there, so they're crowdfunding for a single scene to be yes. brought back. In. Yes. At a price of twenty five thousand dollars, which I understand CG is crazy pricey. Like that, I get that. Twenty five thousand dollars to see Margaret Thatcher as a reptilian. Oh, you see, killed. you no matter what, you'll see Mar- Margaret Thatcher as a, a reptile. Margaret Thatcher. This is specifically to film her death scene. <laughs> wow! And, and they, they've even outlined it out. She's gonna like fall into this pit, and then all of a sudden, there's this huge explosion, and bam! That's the end of Mar- Margaret Thatcher. Um, they actually have a composite of what it would look like right here. <laughs> oh, wow. So they they thought that much, so, too. So they've They're actually, nearly to their goal. Yeah, so they filmed the scene and stuff. They just need to be able to pay the CG guys to actually do the explosions and stuff and make it look good. <laughs> yeah, because that's not easy to do. Yeah, because, um, I mean, you've worked on projects, too, and they never go under budget, right? Oh, no, you can't, and especially when you get to CG. Like, as soon as you think you have what it takes, somebody comes up and goes, oh, you're going to need to, you know, add this in, and that'll take us six, four days and 10,000. Yeah. And they wanted to do this so much, the director actually was the first backer for this project, and he, he even says in his video, I'm going to be the first person to drop down $1,000, so you guys just need to raise $24,000 for us to make this scene happen. And... <sighs> Love it. Looks like they're nearly there. Like yeah. this is crazy. Two hundred people, and they're nearly there. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What do you think about this? Is, is does this seem like a an idea you can get back behind? Where you've already crowdfunded your movie, but you still want to add that one scene that you'd probably be okay if you didn't put it on there, but it would just be that much better if you. <laughs> and that's pricey. If you, like that, if you I mean, that's, that twenty five thousand dollars scene is that's awesome. I think that's awesome. So I, I think what's unique here and what's awesome is that they that they have something that's already that they can, um, you know, like a, a calling card that says, "Here's what we make. Here's what it looks like. Now help us get this part in it, and and pay for it." So what is the, what are the rewards? I love this idea. What are the rewards? Oh, so this is great. Um, one of them, if you pay sixty four dollars, you can actually get the Blu-ray Steelbook of this movie when it comes out. Oh, uh, like like I said, this movie. Um, since the first one did so well, I think Universal has picked up the distribution rights and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, so that way you can actually, so it's going to happen and you know, there's at least a little bit of money if they've got, if Universal is doing stuff, but you can get like a ticket to the fan premiere and cause they have about a hundred cities that actually are going to premiere these. Um, and then a lot of them are like kind of just digital stuff. Like 30 bucks will get you a digital villain villains image set. So all the villains, um, for like your avatars and stuff that you can use on your or your background, um, fifty bucks is a T-shirt. Fifty, another fifty dollars is you can go to the like red carpet gala premiere if you want to do that. Um, I like this one is a you can get Iron Sky uncensored. <laughs> uncensored. Yeah. So the first movie uncensored. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow. Um, this is this is great. This is really great. And to be able to fund one single scene because you can already prove like, hey, we. We make the good stuff. It looks great. It's you know, it's fantastic. And then just ask for. Yeah. Do you, do you think we could see more and more movies starting to do this? Even some of those blockbuster ones where they blow through their like three gazillion dollar budget, and they're like, "Crap, Iron Man doesn't doesn't have any CG work done." <laughs> Possibly. I think it's possible. I think they really need to. Um, uh, you almost expect somebody at the bigger studios to be a little more not frugal. Frugal is the wrong word, but just to be able to like. <laughs> 
pour money into it, right? They've got yeah. bigger, deeper pockets and they can fund it. So I, I think more indies will probably try this where they'll put together like 80, 90% of the show and then, and then show people, Hey, we got this far, help us finish off this scene or finish that. But I find this, this really surprises me. Yeah. So is this a backtrack or sack for you? I'd back this one. Yeah. I'd the, totally back this. I the, love the idea. Yeah. Th- this one's a definitely back for me. And Drew, seriously, um, you have Netflix, go watch Iron Skies. It is awesome because it's so ridiculous and so over the top that is awesome. <laughs> I, I definitely need to see that. That is fantastic. I mean, space Nazis. <laughs> There's nothing better. There's nothing better than space Nazis. <laughs> I love it. All right. So to something a little bit more practical. <laughs> yes, please. This, is, this project. Drew, you do a combination of teaching and freelancing um, and... Sometimes you even just it. with the teaching stuff, those students, they know you have office hours, but they never come during office hours. They no, just, they, in fact, every time I say, sure, come visit me here in my office hours, they all answer with, oh, I'm, in, I'm going to classes at, at that same time, so can we go a different time? And that just screws up my whole schedule. It's yeah. like, sure, show up in the middle of my me time. How about that? Yeah, and like, you, do you like purposely not leave your door open sometimes just so you can get some quiet time without <laughs> students bugging you? <laughs> 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 that's a secret guys this a secret of the trades <laughs> so yes th- this actually may help or if you work in a co if you I- i've worked in kind of those more open offices where people can just walk up to your desk and stuff and like you and i we know the headphone rule right like yes. headphone rule on busy don't bother us you know one one off like this that means keep it quick make it quick yep. and no headphones being hey sure come come up and talk to me but I swear, it's only you and I who know those headphone rules because I, I, I honestly keep an infographic on my phone to show people because I'm like, don't you know the headphone rules? And they're like, no. <laughs> Listen, it's true. It's true. I get distracted all the time. Like, if I if I leave my door open at all, it is. It's like, knock, knock. Hey, Drew, I need some help advising. Do you choose some classes? And I'm just like, it's, 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 not, it's not the right time, but okay. <laughs> So then I have to stop what I'm doing, right? So whatever I'm like clocking hours or doing stuff for a client or shooting or edit, you know, whatever I'm on, I got to stop it. So this project that we're going to talk about, our second project, the Zai, is a simple time tracking solution. And I've I've tried a number of time tracking solutions, uh, including the Pomodora and other things to like get yourself to focus techniques like that. The Zai is a way to really keep track of what you're spending your time on down to the second. It's almost like a dice, right? It's a, it's a yeah, device. This is like a D8. Yeah, it's a D8. Uh, it's a beautiful eight-sided device. Keeps track of what you tell it to keep track of. And so every side of this device is uh, is markable. So you can write on it, put a sticker on it, or um, you know, draw on it, whiteboard it. And then whatever side is facing up, it's calculating how much time. So if I'm working on a project for one client, I can flip it to that side and then maybe uh, an email comes in and distracts me and says, "Oh no, you you know we we need this change." I flip it over to another project or another item on on my eight sided dice, and I go work on the next thing for a minute. I flip it over to lunch or snack time, or I'm sure I would have one for like Facebook time, <laughs> and I flip it up and be like, "Okay, I'm off the clock." But it's keeping track with its device. Um, I don't know, it's like digital the goodies inside, right? are sensing what side is facing up and tracking that time and it's just putting each each second towards the right the right thing and that all goes into an app uh which you can run on you know 
your your Mac, Windows, Linux, iOS, like they have apps for all these things that would just totally keep track of what your what your time is set up. So then you can go back at the end of the day, end of the week, and you can go, oh, you know what? I did. I put 12 hours into your project. Now, I've never been this kind of guy, but I know a lot of lawyers that have to have billable hours. Like they have to really keep track of what they're doing, and that's their billable yeah, time. it's because they're charging $400 an hour. It, and they and so they really want to like milk it, and so they're like, you know, I sat and picked my nose, but I thought about your problem, so I billed you for a half hour. So I've never done that in the in my freelance world, in my production world. I've never uh, done. I've never done like this straight to the minute. You probably, oh, I spent. You probably yeah. undercharge or under. Oh, very much. Them too. Very much. I because I'll put in a project and I'll think around for an hour and a half, thinking about how I want to do it, and I'll play with some things, and then I'll find a way that's like, yeah, I think that looks good. Then I'll start like keeping track of my time as I do the thing, even though it took me an hour and a half to figure it out. You know, so I do. I very much undercharge. But this is an interesting idea so that I, even for me, whether I was charging based on this this time tracker or if I was just trying to get a better idea of how much time things take me in general, I could bid out projects so much easier if I if I was able to kind of keep track of to the minute timing. But they, they don't even stop there. They go beyond this simple like free version that, that has some nice reports, keep track of all your time. You have eight different sides of this thing that you can calculate. So you have eight projects or eight things that you can manage. But they go beyond that, and in their pro solution, they have a subscription to uh, integrate whatever it is that you use with – like it'll integrate with whatever time oh, tracker or oh, yeah. manage, management solution, right? So it'll integrate with Trello. It'll in- integrate with uh, Paymo or Freckle or Timely or T-Sheets, right? All these places that keep track anyway, or even Apple ca- – like iCal, your calendar. That data just moves from the device into your – into your calendars. That to me is amazing. Yeah, I, I love it. And I just thought of another one. You could get one of these for your kids because you know how they're complaining, oh, I've been doing homework for hours and stuff. Yes. So you just put that right next to them and then you pull up the actual data. I'm like, no, you haven't. It's only in five minutes. That's right. That's right. And I would do it. I would sit there while they, because they did, they'll sit down and they'll be like, I'm going to work on homework. And then I would set this uh, up on the homework side. And then as soon as they got distracted and decided to play with the dog or do something else, I'd flip it over to something else. And I'd be like, uh, I kept track. And you really only thought about this for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this. So this is the Zai. It's coming out of, I believe, Austria. But um, they have already met their gold. In fact, they doubled their gold. They've got two weeks to go with almost 2,000 backers. But I really, I really love the uniqueness of the idea to be able to track things on your desk right where you are and that it's so versatile that they made this eight, all eight sides. You can choose whether you're writing on it, putting mm-hmm. stickers on it, and then you can change that as often as you want. You go into the app and you flip the thing one way and you go, hey, this side, now this is this project. Flip it over. Nope, this side is now this project. You can change it whenever you want. That is awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love that flexibility because you, you've, you've probably tried some of these time tracking solutions and they're all like set default for a programmer. I'm like, I'm not a programmer. Right, I just... Right. <laughs> You know, I, I you don't get that flexibility, and I swear a lot of them are for programmers because you look at the UI on it, and you're like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you look you look at the integration of how they like make everything laid out. It is it's pretty. It makes sense, and you don't have to you know parse like eight lines of a CSV file to figure out <laughs> what you do. Because like I I know one of the time trackers that I use, it doesn't tell you like how many hours. It tells you tenths of an hour. So when it's at list one, it's actually one hour. But then if you're doing 45 minutes, it's like 0. 0.75. Yeah. 
which is ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah. I know it's easy for the math, but that is hard to like calculate. I did that with a friend. A friend took me up into an airplane, and he had to calculate like how much fuel, how much time that we were in the plane, and it was done to the tenth, like tenths of an hour. You know, and it was it turned to a decimal, and it was like yeah. ah, 0.7? You mean forty five? Yeah. I've... Yeah, and then it's, it's like yeah, sure, you could do the math. It's just not efficient and a good use of your time, especially since you're time tracking. You should be doing some quick, being quick with this. I love this. I think this is a fantastic thing. Now they've already blown through their earlies and and their kickstarters and their and their early birds. So I believe right now, you to back this, I think you're up to almost ninety nine dollars already. Yeah, but you could be crazy and do like the team package where you get five of them for like four hundred forty one dollars, and that's a lot of money. But I love it. I love it. I think this is a fantastic um, way to manage time. And and uh, I'd even rent one. Honestly, I'd rent one for a week and, and just look at it and say, okay, here's here's how I can be better about my time just because I kept track of it. Yeah, like this this is this is a back for me too because it's an elegant solution. I don't have to worry about it remembering to click something. It's there. So just turn it. Turn it. <laughs> and I love that you make it yours. Like you put a little sticker on it. You make some something visual so that it's not like – it's, it's art it's yeah. really quite yeah. pretty and I, I love it you could put one on the no student side for like your me time and just stick it there so when somebody walks in you just point to it no <laughs> this student. is not your time this is my time <laughs> uh, I love it I absolutely love this so I'm wow oh did I mention that they have a maker kit too one of, one of the levels um, what is that $44 they don't send you the 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 eight sided device itself. They send you the guts. You get Ooh. the electronics, um, the tools, the three D print files, but the housing and the software calibration is up to you. Ooh, you can put fancy. that in anything. You can put that into a six sided like box. You could go, you know, print print anything that you want, and and have it do this exact same type of calibration. So that that for forty four dollars is a, that's an awesome. That's way cool. Yeah. All right, they thought about that thing. So that was the Zai. So for our, our last normal project tonight, um, I have zero experience with this, but you may actually have more experience than this because your girls are growing up, right? Man, too uh, fast, too fast. And, and as as a dad, you, you, you like to document it, right? You take tons of pictures and stuff. They document for me a lot of times, yes. Yeah. But have you ever had this problem where they're like doing something like, Dad, Dad, look at me. And then you're like, oh, I should get a picture of this. So you're like pulling out your phone, got to unlock it and take the picture. And by the time you do it, they're like gone. Um <laughs> Right, right, because there's their little brains go so fast. They're like, "Oh, I've already done that twice. I'll try it different this time, and they'll do it like five more times that are like totally different." Yeah. Yes, yes, so, that's my girls. This may be a solution for you. It, the funny thing is, it may work better for me because I wear glasses constantly. But you, you rock the shades pretty good. So, you do wear shades pretty good. Yep. Our our last project is called the Blink Cam, and what it is it's is Blink as in Blinky. Yeah. Blink Cam. Yeah, and it is a camera that attaches to the side of your glasses. And we'll take pictures when you wink. Oh, it knows when you wink. Yeah, it can detect when you wink, and then it'll take a picture. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> um, it, it, it says it includes an HD CMOS camera, but I'm like, talk about generic <laughs> sensor description. Is <laughs> That is pretty vague. I'm, I mean, is it, aren't most cameras right now it's HD CMOS sensors? That's Really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of resolution of pictures and stuff this uses, but 
they give you three different mounting kits that you can attach to a variety of different glasses. Um, it's there's I believe there's memory in there, so it saves your thing, and you can link it to your phone via Bluetooth also. So say you don't have your phone, you can plug it in like a USB drive and pull the images off, or you can just have it go straight to your phone, um, and then you can share it on Instagram, Snapchat, or whatever um, you please. But the whole idea is that it's always going to be on, on your temple, and when you're ready, you just go. You just do this little wacky wink. Yep. <laughs> and wow. I, I think it has like a 90% uh, detection rate. So, you know, there's 10% of the time it won't pick it up, but that's not that high. Um, so have they had, yeah. so they've got a prototype and they've been trying it out, yes. right? Yes. Yes. They've been trying, they've been trying it out and now they're looking to manufacture all of this. Um, Cause what, what they did is they have their prototype and they crowdfunded it actually in Japan before actually coming huh. out and doing this national one. So it did, I, I think it did really well in Japan. That's why they're doing Indiegogo now. Um, and they're taking the funds to actually fully flesh out the manufacturing process and the software to make it all work. And then they're going to deliver it hopefully in 2017 in April. Um, mm, and it, not too far. they say it works with most, most glasses and sunglasses, you know, there's probably, you know, you'll probably run into a pair where it's like too thick or too thin that it can't grab onto, but, um, it should work. Um, does this sound like something you would use, Drew? Yeah, it looks. It sounds really strange, but I think I, I like the idea honestly because there are a lot of things I'd love to grab a quick, quick shot of that I don't feel like, eh, it's not worth pulling the phone out. But I'd love to have a shot of that, yeah. you know, for exactly that for snaps and for Instagrams and stuff. And so, an intentional blink cam, so I could just be like, eh, and hear it go, you know, click or somehow show up oh, in my it, phone. It, it actually makes a, a snapping sound. Does it? Yeah. So, so you know, it actually took it. And it's, I think it's about eight hours standby time. So that's about a day. Um, and four hours if you're taking a lot of pictures. Um, I, I, I mean, I love this idea. The, the way they push it, say like you're lifting up one of your kids and they make a cute face. You can just blink at them right there to make Anybody, it. And you um, get it. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is they, they say, yeah, our demo has a person in the cafe doing something funny. But this is really meant to be more in private time, you know private area so you don't creep anybody out by just blinking at them right like that would be a little a little creepy in fact i just watched one of their one of their videos they have a with and without blink cam with uh it might save your life if a dinosaur attacks (laughs) have you seen that one so a guy runs out he runs out with his phone and he tries to fumble with his phone and get a snapshot of this dinosaur and then it eats him and then it goes with blink cam and he runs out and then he Basically, the dinosaur's coming at him, and he just stops long enough to wink at it like a hey, buddy. And then he turns around and runs off. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's, I, that, that's, that's quality. That's partially what I love about it. These guys seem to have such a good sense of humor when you're watching the video and stuff. It's like, I, I, that's partially why I like it. Um, and honestly, if I saw it, a, a, a cute Asian girl with that on and winking at me, I'd go talk to her. You would. You'd be like, <laughs> hey, what's up? Can I talk? What's going on? What are I'd you be like, is that a blink cam? <laughs> <laughs> have a discussion right isn't that what you're supposed to do or am i doing yep. this wrong yeah i think you just wink at him and start talking yeah i don't know drew you're you're, you're like the master of everything so i come to you for dating advice also like i did it once and i did it successfully i'm solid i'm good yeah no, that, i love this that's that's why i know idea. you have a good success rate that's why i'm asking you do, i'm not I'm, gonna go ask my single friends they obviously don't have a good success rate I know exactly what I'm doing. You convinced her to marry you on top of that. So Yes, yes, so I'm very persuasive so. on top. 
on that. Uh, this blink cam is is a wild thing. Yeah. I mean, this would get you started on the right road to finding that lady of your <laughs> of your dreams. Is, you is, is, is another one I should back and see maybe if we can, you know, you know, start it, winking. Yeah, just winking at each other. We there, there may be a language barrier as she is from Tokyo, Japan, so might be hard. It might be hard. <laughs> but who knows? They learn English over there. Sure. She'd be like, "You blink at me, I blink at you." No, it's you not. Blink, it's, it's not blink. It's brink. You blink at me. <laughs> Only you can say that. <laughs> um, I like this. Yeah. To me, this is a, this is a track. Like, I'm not going to drop $250 on a blinking camera, but I love the idea. Uh, I think there's several uh, that are kind of have come out in different ways and. This one seems to simplify it. So a lot of them are like, we'll record all the time. Yeah. And if you like something, you hit a button and it and it traps that 30 seconds or yeah. whatever. I like that this is like a single solitary like photo. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I like it. So yeah, what I'm, for me, it, it, it's attractive because I want a little combination of both where I can actually trigger a video recording if I need it or just do, do the photo. Um, but I have to say it's impressive. 90% of the time, it's actually still picking up your blinking. And it won't confuse you from just normal blinking either, um, which is that, – that's some pretty impressive technology that you can tell. So you right. That. All right. So uh, yeah. what, what about – I mean how does this land with like the Snapchat glasses? Didn't they just do some uh, Snap glasses that were really similar? They're about $130 I and no I don't know idea. how they trigger. I don't, do the, I, don't I don't do the Snapchat thing, so I don't understand. I'm old, either. man. Like last, like last night, somebody <laughs> left a message on one of our Facebook pages, and it took six of us to decipher what the dude was trying to say. So I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think so. It's similar, but it uh, will do ten second snippets of video uh-huh. that are recorded, mm. and then it'll you know it'll put it in your snap or make it part of your story or something. So I I love that that somebody's kind of trying to make this uh, standalone mm-hmm. as an. Image, so. Yeah, you know, because yep. one day we're it's all the streaming and stuff. The Facebook Live is going to be in one of these, and we're just going to meet for coffee and do the show like that from on, now on. Yes, we'll like, just look like, at each other. Yeah, you'll shoot me, I'll shoot you. Yeah, we're, we're good to yep. go. I like this idea. <laughs> this is good. All right, now it is time for our sack of the week. Um, and this is this is kind of a good thing. So, I don't know, Drew, did you ever watch Ted? I never saw it, but I saw the promos. You're talking about the talking teddy bear, right? Yeah. Um, yep. so if you're like me, I, I am, and this, this might reflect on why we do so many sleep gadgets on the show. I'm terrible. I, I don't think I get the right amount of sleep or, you know, anything in terms of, cause I am garbage in the morning, <laughs> like totally garbage trying to get me out of bed, especially when it's getting colder now outside. Oh man, a warm bed. Yeah. I'll stay I just, there all night. Yeah, I just, all I'm like, uh, I don't want to go. So this may be helpful. So it's. The buffer, and they call it your best friend. Um, and what they says, have you ever tried to get up in the morning? I bet you do every single day. Well, duh, I'm up I'm out of bed. <laughs> Very funny. Um, but it, so he's a bear that um, you got to make sure you don't piss him off while you're snoozing because he'll start insulting and swearing at you until you get up and turn him off. Right, he'll start with inspirational quotes. Right, he'll start with like, "Hey, Posse, you can do this. You got hard things are fun." And then the more that you snooze, that's when he, that's when he'll get increasingly more rude. Yeah. So obviously, you can tell Drew and I like this idea. The reason why it's the sack of the week is because if you look at this page, 
this is all the information you have about the bear. I literally had, paragraph. I had to, and it's it's in their overview section, which I tend to skip too when I'm reading. I had to read this like four times to figure out what it was. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, because yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and part of it is they didn't. I don't think they put a lot of thought of it because it's one of those hackathon projects where you're like, hey, let's stay up for 24 hours and make something. Um, right, which is like they, I think that's what they say, right? We we created this at a hackathon in Buenos Aires after a few beers, so <laughs> we came up with the idea <laughs> because we we figured we had to get up early in the morning. So I love the idea, but it does it does feel like it was a kind of a throwaway. Like oh, we had to do this. This is the competition we came up with. We we took a picture of a teddy bear and we called it the Buffa. It would be funny if we really made it. Yeah, but nobody's owned the project. Like nobody said, okay, well, if we're really gonna do this, it looks like this, it goes like this, and here's the prototype. Yeah, so I mean, I mean there's no video, and it's like fifty dollars. I'm not gonna back fifty dollars if I don't have a little bit more detail than a bear that's gonna start swearing at you. Yeah, yeah, it's a single <laughs> single tier. So I think that's what it is. I think it was a fun idea, and they came up with it. They needed to have a marketer on their team. They needed to have somebody like us that was a consultant that could yeah. handle like the the uh, crowdsource and say, okay, here's how you build it and launch it. Because that's that's the part that's missing in this one. I like the idea. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, I mean, because you're looking at fifty thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, I expect a little bit more detail than just saying it's a bear. Right. It's a bear. It's a bear that'll curse at you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at least put a video in. We 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 harp on this just. You know, it's not that hard to make a video, right. but especially right. if you're on those beers, take the video then. It's got to be hilarious at that point. The buffa, the buffa, buffa. I don't even know. Buffa. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Looks Portuguese. like a long you, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know Portuguese? Because I don't. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, so that and that's our sack of the week, and unfortunately, that is the our episode of the mm. KitKat this time. Um, if you guys have suggestions for sacks of the week or projects you want us to talk about or you have a kick shout, um, just shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast. Or if you want, like, I almost can guarantee you out of all the ways that you'll get a quick reply from us, it's probably on Twitter. At, True. At night 20, K-N-I-T-E 20 for Drew Tyler, at KTData for myself or at KitCast for the show um before we go drew do you got anything to plug anything? oh no 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 <laughs> i got nothing nothing no, no 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 cool student projects coming up or if anybody wants to find a really cool video producer that can do stuff live find drew he's your man i have i have several in fact i got a I got a, a guy a, a job today doing exactly what you and i do with this live toys and broadcasting and stuff so I, I've got him a job doing just that for Vidpresso. Um, what else did I – no, I've got a great student project. He, uh, a student is in the interview rounds for the Jimmy Fallon show, like for oh, the intern for the Tonight Show. That's cool. And so since he's in the interview rounds, he made a shot-by-shot recreation <laughs> of Jimmy Fallon's intro. And so if you find that, uh, he has it on Reddit. So if you find it on Reddit, upvote it. If you want to find it on our Facebook page – it is an impressive like feat where he he took Salt Lake City type iconic features mm-hmm. and recreated like exactly shot for shot what uh, what the show intro is. So anyway, very well done. So I'm excited that, to see how that, he does with interviews. That's way cool. And you know who directed that? Who directed Spike Lee? It, really, that intro part? Really? Yeah, it's it's because Jim, Jimmy had brought the show back to New York and he got Spike Lee to make that. So 
to make that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you got to see this shot by shot. It's just, it's dead on. It's so good. Yep. So that is my shout. Yep. All right. And make sure you guys go to kickcast.net for our show notes and old episodes and all that good stuff there. Um, our next live episode is going to be October 25th. Um, if I can do my thing. And that's about Halloween time ish. Maybe we should wear costumes. <laughs> Don't push your luck. <laughs> um, and oh yeah, and if you if you guys want to hire Drew for CES, you you should. So Drew, yeah, get be- me soon before yeah. I have somebody. Yeah, this is me just trying to get you to CES so we can hang out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need to get there. I need to get there. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, until next time, we'll see you. Bye bye. Good night. Bye.